Hey guys, welcome to the Next Level Agents Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Kaufman, and along with my business partner and co-host, Fred Weaver, we bring to you our podcast all about getting to the next level. Sometimes we talk to real estate agents, sometimes brokers, sometimes people just in and around our space, and sometimes just entrepreneurs in general. But our point here is to talk to the brightest and the best and to pull gold nuggets out of them and bring them to you so that way you can take little actionable pieces of advice, sometimes big actionable pieces of advice and make your business even better and help you get to the next level. Do me a favor, if you haven't already, go over to ratethispodcast.com, ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA, stands for Next Level Agents, and please leave us a five-star review if you have not already. All right, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm excited about this week. I'm going to do another special episode where I run somebody else's podcast. I was a guest on my friend, Angela Gordon, was on her podcast, Ponderbox, which I think you guys should check out. Angela's super fascinating and interesting and uh, kicking butt only three years into the industry. Myself and our, our good friend, Trevor Halperin, also a local agent here in Phoenix, just got together, had a great conversation. And it just turned out so good. I wanted to share it with y'all. So I hope you, will, number one, will enjoy the episode. And then number two, go check out my friend Angela's podcast called Ponderbox. So I want to talk a little bit uh, to you, Kevin, about how you and I connected. Yeah. Um, I think it was through Instagram, right? It was, yes, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that um, you kept showing up in my feed when like maybe reposting some of my friend's stuff. And I was like, Hey, why don't, why don't we know each other? We clearly know a lot of the same people. Yeah. Was, it's kind of like we just keep running into somebody at the same spot. Right. Except for you and I, that was Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. And then we grabbed coffee Yeah. Um, in downtown Gilbert. And that coffee shop, unfortunately, is closed now. But Oh, that's right. Didn't, didn't it close like right after we went? Yeah, shortly after. It was a good spot. It was a good spot. Um, okay, so I think one thing that drew me to you is just your natural ability to build relationships. You're really good at it. Um, I think that business came up eventually, but I think you do a really good job just kind of getting to know the person, things that they like. I think you do a really good job just picking up on just little cues about about things. So tell me a little bit about your, I don't want to say strategy because I think it has good intention. Um but yeah, I guess strategy. I think strategy is a fair word because I think once I learned that that's what I was good at. So like I'll joke, I'll be like, yeah, I think I've realized my only skill in life is I know pe I know people and they tend to be pretty smart <laughs> and then I'll introduce them to each other and sort of get out of the way. Yeah. Um, and so what I realized and truthfully, I learned this in my sales business first was I like pe I genuinely like people like I like to learn about people. I'm pretty curious as to like what makes you tick. Like you probably noticed, I'm, I don't even remember necessarily what we talked about that first coffee or even the next one, but I'm sure I asked you a lot about like, how'd you get started in business? What'd you do beforehand? Why did you get started in, in real estate? Things like that. Cause I, I really want to know what makes people tick, especially when I see somebody doing something like they're doing well, mm -hmm. like they're having success on whatever level. And so I want to know like, what does that person think about every day? What are they, what are they doing every day? And I think what I learned is that's a great strategy for business. Just like yep. actually caring about people mm -hmm. and learning about them. Yeah. In a business where it's all about relationship, I think, right? I mean, yeah. I shouldn't say that there are plenty of agents who build businesses that don't care about relationship, but that's more of like the Turnham and Burnham um, mentality, which again, there's nothing wrong with that, but 
I too build my business on relationships. So I appreciate that. Yeah. 100%. Um, what do you think Trevor drew you to Kevin and what did that look like on your end? Yeah. Well, Kevin and I, we met and I had to ask him, I was like, I scrolled to our first text and I was like, bro, how do we meet? Cause I totally forgot. And he's like, it was on stage at a Nova home loans thing, January, 2020. Yeah. And it's one of those things where Noah, whose office we're actually in, um, he invited me to be a panelist on, uh, on stage an agent panelist. And, uh, Kevin was up there and Fred was up there and like Kevin would answer something. I'd be like, I like that. And like, I'd look over at him like, I like that. And then I'd answer something. And he'd look <laughs> over me like, I like that. And literally right after we're like, bro, we need to know each other. Mm-hmm. And, and it was the way we approach business, the way we approach our relationship building, yeah. the way we approach, um, problem solving, like so much of it just aligned right there on stage to the point where we were like, yeah, we got, we, we got to know each other. So yeah. started, you know, I think it probably started as a coffee or lunch actually. Um, went to Oso. Yeah, went to Oso. And then he started inviting me to various things. Never once was there like a pitch. It literally was relationship building. Right. It was value delivery. And so, you know, going to lunches, going to, um, you know, flew up to Salt Lake City with you for for one event. Um, That event actually changed my life. Right. So I I kept getting this value delivery from Kevin and his organization. Um, and, uh, and it was really based on that first interaction where we rec- it was like, we read, Oh, I see you. I see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. I, li- I like what you have to say. Yeah. Dude, we were in a room full of people that were different from us. Like one thing I've learned, I learned this day, like it was really apparent to me that day, like lenders while entrepreneurial in a way, it's still, there's more of a corporate structure to it than what like the three of us deal with in real real estate every day where it's really like it, it begins and ends with us. Right. Sure. And so it's a little bit different. So like we were fish out of water. And then the totally. other panelists that day, nothing bad about any of them, but we were very clearly different than the rest yep. of the panelists that day. And so I think it was really easy for us to go, oh, hey, you and I, you and I are definitely, we should probably talk after we're this. Wearing black and a sea Clear. of white. You know, yeah. we got to stand it out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Love black. Yep. <laughs> Clearly. This was not planned. <laughs> I love Just it. Yeah, we walk, walk in the room and like, oh, hey. We all got yeah, to look at that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about where you think your value add, outside of what we've talked about, which the core of it, I think, is relationships. But where do you think your network of people is different than, let's say, to a HomeSmart or any other brokerages out there? So, so this is where I'll take some credit personally um, is first of all, I've been there. Like most people that like own a brokerage or run a brokerage, like they, they haven't actually been in the trenches if, first of all, if ever, but for a long time. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. The, but the disconnect though, is when you're talking to another agent trying to help them, it's really hard to understand what their real problem is. So like I came in, I got licensed in 07, started building a team in early 08 and I've built a team, I've had a team as many as a hundred agents. We've sold as many as five, almost 600 homes in a year. Like I've had a team that spanned multiple States still to this day, have a team that sells a few hundred homes a year. I say all that not to be like, Oh, look at me, but cause I understand the problems of selling real estate. Like I've done that. Am I in the trenches? Like I used to be? No. Am I, but do I still own and run a business every day? Absolutely. Then you take that to the fact, like, I'm just constantly talking to other agents, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is, is if, as I got to know you over the last couple of years, and as I've got to know you, 
as I've seen opportunities that I thought would be good for both of you, or if I had met somebody who might benefit from knowing you, I would have made a connection like that. Right. Just because I knew, I knew it was your thing or your thing or something that would help them. And I wouldn't feel bad about it. Like, I really feel like if I take the time to get to know you, I'm going to give you something valuable. And in return, I'm going to ask that you probably do something valuable for somebody else. Sure. And it, in a way, it's kind of a test too, because if you're not willing to do it, then we're probably not actually, right. we're not really aligned. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're probably not going to be friends very long. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think um, if you can get a room full of givers, like you're winning, right? Yeah. Like, and I think that the traditional real estate model, and I fell victim to this being three years, just hit my three year mark is you get, you get some production under your belt and then you go start a team. And that's what I did. And um, it, it was not for me because it just didn't align with where I felt like my business was going to go. And it's hard to find agents in our industry who are like-minded and who want to put in the work because let's be honest, what we do is a grind and it's not for everyone. And so I personally felt just kind of like the energy drained for me versus what I was trying to create. So I'm a big believer in your business the way I like to say it is like, you have to decide what relationship you want with your business. And so while I built a big team, that was for me, I've found myself constantly talking to other people, like literally trying to talk them out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, this yeah. really isn't your thing yeah. or helping somebody. Cause a lot of people will come to me and go, Hey, you've built a team. Can you help me do that? And I'm always willing to help. But the reality is sometimes like, as I get to know them, I'm like, are you sure that's what you want? Or are yeah. you just doing this? Cause everybody around you sort of has this and you think this is your next step. I I think that's one of the massive problems with this, with this industry is especially within brokerages. And this is not to, to say anything bad about anyone specific, but like, so I came from, I grew up at Keller Williams and at Keller Williams, it was all about teams and not just teams, but big teams and having all these things and following this one specific model Well, there's some value in that. But the reality is, is not everybody fits in that box. And I remember one time for me as my business partner, Fred and I were making a big change. I think in like 2014, we were like, hold on a second. All these people that have a business that looks more attractive to us than the one we currently have, they're not doing what's in this model. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go find out what they are doing and why. And so you got to be willing to ask those questions. Right. Because I was like, that's not what I want. I don't want, I don't want to do things like this just because Trevor did it and he's successful. Like that's the good and the bad thing about real estate is if I just do what you've done, I'm going to get at least a certain amount of results that, and then unfortunately that can lead to it being a trap Mm -hmm. instead of a business Mm -hmm. because it might be great for you, but terrible for me. And so you've got to learn to like really ask yourself hard questions, I believe. Yeah. Well, well, that that team trap that you fell into that you're talking about, like it, it is the next indicated step. I've grown sure. a business. I'm a producer. Right. And now everyone says start a team. Mm-hmm. But what what's the definition of, of success in that team, right? Is it agent count? Is it revenue? Because when you strip down a team and you strip down the revenue model, oftentimes team leads aren't making much money. No. And for me, like, as I've grown in the business, I've wanted to step into that team lead role and my mentors and people be like, dude, don't do it. Here's what's going to happen. And they kind of go through it. Like you're going to, you're going to devote your time to building agents. And when they become profitable, they're going to leave. 
Right. Um, and then you're going to devote time and energy. And so as I started envisioning it for me, I'm like, I don't want to start a team. I love mentoring. I love giving time. I love helping people grow. I love whiteboarding. I'll do that all day. I'll have people and I'll whiteboard. Let's pull your business apart. Let's help you grow. Mm -hmm. But what I don't want to do is divide my time and go, okay, 50% of my time and energy is devoted to helping agents grow. And now I only have 50% of my time to devote to my clients and client success. Right. Like I get the most juice out of helping people succeed in real estate. Sure. I love when people are like, dude, this process was great. You helped us get our dream home. We didn't think we could do it. You on you, you put the puzzle together like that energy and that flow and that help that drives me right. helping agents succeed. Awesome. But it's also not profitable. So when right. I look at my business, I look at twofold. I want to help clients and I want to help my family. Sure. In the traditional team model, I think unless you run it in a way that I haven't really seen, it's not really profitable. Like if you look at the, if you look at the revenue leaderboard in any brokerage, and I can look back at at my former brokerage and look, the revenue team leaderboard. There was a there was a team lead with fifteen agents. He was below me on revenue. Like this dude is devoting an extraordinary right. amount of time, effort, energy, and money mm -hmm. into ten or fifteen agents. He's making less less money than me. Right. You How does that make sense? You actually have to be willing to go backwards for a little while. I mean, but, that was I mean, a this guy's been running the model for 10 years. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Let's dissect that. Yeah, right? yeah it's yeah. a different problem. That, yeah. That'll be your but next I, call. I do, I do think, I, <laughs> I do think, <laughs> I do think it's a challenge, right? Like I, I aligned with that. Cause I'm like, I'm trying to build my business. I'm brand new in this business too. So, and from a monetary standpoint, I'm, there's more financial, um, profit when I'm doing my own real estate versus the team. Right. So, and I think that the trap we fall into, and I even, like, I talked about dissolving my team for a year before I did it. Well, maybe not a year, maybe like six months. The second um, you started, you're like, maybe I should dissolve. Yeah, I mean, I questioned it, right? Because I'm like, I noticed instantly how it was pulling away from my attention. The, the phone calls, the emails, the coaching, I mean, the one-on-ones, like all of that, right? And so I noticed that. But then it was like, I felt obligated because I created this team to create, the, have, have the space for those agents and... And so um, I think that's another part of our industry and just being an entrepreneur in general, like it's okay to say, this doesn't work for me. I'm going to pivot. And the sooner we understand that and the sooner we make that decision, the better off everyone will be, you 100%. know, and that's okay. Cause I think at the end of the day, if we can walk away from something, say I've learned or I've grown, like we're winning regardless, you yeah. know? Well, it's like paying tuition, right? I mean, if you yeah. look at, if you look at something, you put a lot of time, effort, money, energy into it. And it fails. Mm -hmm. It's only a failure if you didn't take lessons from sure. it. Sure. Right? Okay, the the thing that I tried to start cost me $30,000 and it didn't work. Well, if you let yourself believe that it's a failure, it's a failure. If you go, no, 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 I learned this, 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 and this, and I won't do this again. And if I ever try it again, I'm going to do this. Yep. Now you've paid tuition. The money's gone, but a lesson, a very valuable lesson is learned. Right. That you can stand on and next time make more money or make better decisions right. based on what you learned from that experience. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, okay. So let's talk about 2024 because mm. I, I am personally very excited. I would love to hear what you guys have going on for 20, 2024, and then maybe one or two things that you're implementing brand new this year that you're really excited to talk about. If you can. Mm -hmm. You want to go Sorry. first? Sure. You want me to, buddy? 
<laughs> go for it. Uh, <laughs> I'm so excited about it. I just want to go. Um, uh, you know, for me, obviously, the biggest the biggest thing coming in at 2024 is uh, the announcement I made January 1, moving brokerages, um, going yeah. over to EXP. Um, the excitement for me with that is multifold. One is joining a network of agents that is that is financially incentivized to help each other grow, right? It's as pure as, as Chris Bowers, um, who I came um, on under, as he puts it, the model is pure. We're here to, we literally make more money when you make more money. Mm -hmm. We succeed when you succeed. And so tapping into that and tapping into this network of agents that is, that is constantly giving and getting, constantly learning and growing. There's no like the kind of traditional brokerage model, the box that you, that you get into is like, this brokerage is really good at this thing. And the knowledge base kind of attracts agents that are into that knowledge base. And it almost becomes insulated. Right. The, the, the new, the innovative sometimes doesn't quite make it in because it doesn't fit with the model that exists. Whereas joining a network of agents that's international, that's, you know, uh, that that is that puts on major events that are constantly integrated through video format, through in-person meetings that are bringing and exchanging ideas, not just bringing, but exchanging People are in there learning, but they're also teaching. Mm -hmm. That constant exchange for me, like, I'm super excited about that. Yeah. I love tinkering with my business. Mm -hmm. I love growing it. I love expanding it. I love changing. I love new stuff. That excites me and energizes me. And I just had kind of felt like I hadn't done much in a couple of years in that regard. So I'm super excited about new options, new opportunities, new ideas implementation like i've already sat down and broken my business apart with a couple of dudes that are part of the, uh, my agent network and one of the biggest things i'm implementing are virtual assistants yeah um you know the idea that i can have a team of people working to deliver maximum value to my clients and what does that maximum value to my clients mean it, to me it means taking all of the the task oriented stuff in my mind and handing it off to someone do the tasks here's what i need to get done to market to implement to um, uh, to um, format and to send to clients and da 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 like on a tactical side, get all the tactical out of my brain so that I can focus on strategy, yeah. client strategy, um, business strategy. Who do I want to be when I grow up? Yeah. Right. When I have capacity in my brain because tasks are gone to focus on strategic, like that's fun. Yeah. And I've already started to see that task mindset being removed from my brain, handing it off to VAs and then focusing on like really what drives me, what's exciting to me, what's exciting about the business, what, what other like client value delivery can I do? How can I perfect the client experience? Like that's fun. So constant growth and, and, um, in expansion of what I do from a value delivery to my clients based on what I've learned, where I've gone in the two weeks I've been there. Sure is enormously exciting. So that's just the tip of the iceberg. Virtual assistance is my biggest input for the year so far. Love that. You know, it's interesting because Chris Bowers sent me a little podcast clip to listen to this morning, and it must have been from maybe your NLA that you just did, but it was a guy talking about virtual assistance. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. My buddy, Justin. And he said that you've been using virtual assistance since 2009. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, I hired my first virtual assistant in 2009. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, I feel like virtual assistants just became like a popular thing to talk about within the last, maybe since COVID. I'm not really sure. Um, at least in my world. Yeah. So it's, it blows my mind that you were like that far ahead of. 
Yeah, we, we hired our first virtual assistant in 2009. Our second virtual assistant was her sister, which we hired maybe 2011. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, we've had we've had them ever since. Like, we, yeah. I can't remember a time without virtual without assistants. One, we've yeah. had as many as like four on staff at once and as little as one, but always have had at least one mm-hmm. since 2009. Yeah. yeah, it's such a big part of our business. Yeah, no, I love that. And it's interesting because I think the three of us are very much aware of like mindset and how we think. And even just listening to that, I was like, well, like anything change in general is hard to like grasp your head around. I love change. It's just kind of like, how are we going to incorporate this and rework it into the business? But even I caught myself being like, well, okay, but this task couldn't be assigned to a VA. You know what I mean? So it was just interesting as I was listening to that to be like, oh my gosh, like there is so much there that I could open up my world too. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's it's eliminating limiting beliefs. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Oh, they can't do that. Well, they can't. Yeah, you know, they can you know what's actually, interesting yeah. is is um outside of the real estate industry, one of my clients I've been introduced to, um, dude's probably worth sixty million dollars, grow grows and sells businesses. And now he's a business coach. He just coaches executives and he runs virtual assistants. And this guy is like sixty five years old. Mm-hmm. You would look at him and be like there's no way a guy like <laughs> yeah. that would ever, like, he's got to have someone like carrying his briefcase, sure, type thing, yeah, right? Yeah. But no, like he operates on virtual assistants and they're silent assassins. Like they're not forward facing in his communication, but they're the ones they're, making they're sure that he is on task yeah. and delivering yeah. his value to his clients who happen to be business executives. It's yeah, really cool. It is cool. Okay, Kevin, your turn. All right. Uh, 2024, what are you excited about? I'm, I'm excited in general. So I, last year, as you know, was like, it was a weird year for me. I mm-hmm. kind of, no, no doubt, like the market, it was the first time we had a challenging market in a long time, probably since I got licensed. Um, and, you know, on top of that, I just dealt with a lot of health problems and truthfully took most of the year off. Like really took it easy, focused on myself. Um, and, you know, the team and business still ran just fine. Could have been better, no doubt. But it was also truthfully just fine. So number one, I'm just sort of excited to like be back at work and hitting it full speed. I'm really excited about um, some of the new connections we've got here locally, mm-hmm. you know, being able to really make an impact in people's business. Like hearing some of the stuff that, like, that you just shared about virtual assistants, but also before we walked up, we talked about showing assistants. And seeing that in two weeks alone, you've already started to implement some of the new, like I get, that's where I get excited too, is when somebody that, whether I help directly or I went, Hey Chris, or Hey Dave, can you help so-and-so with this one thing? I, I love to see that happen because then I know your business is going to grow. You're going to give to somebody else. And like, a, there's a big domino effect mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love to number one, just to be back to work, but number two, to be able to just like grow our community and to have a, especially after the last year, so many agents I talked to had a down year. Um, I think finally for a while, people like are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. And so I'm just excited to kind of spread that for more people and help other people reach their goals. Like I look at it as like, I feel like I'm the luckiest guy in real estate. I got the best job in real estate. And all I want to do is to be able to give some of that to to other people. And Mm -hmm. the great thing about our business model is, like by doing that, mine grows and so does so does yours mm-hmm. and so does everybody else's in our in our world. And I yeah. think regardless of like, in, you know, brokerage affiliation and kind of like network, I think it's something our industry needs. Like we're always being sold shit from people. Yeah. We're always being sold the next shiny object. 
And I can't stand that because most agents aren't focused enough. So we're really easy as a community to take advantage of. And especially, I hate when people, I call them gurus. If you're telling me how to do something that you've never done in your life, but you're, you're the king at it. Like, I don't, that's a guru to me. And I want, I don't want anything to do with that. There's so many people like that selling picks and shovels to real estate agents. I like to be able to bring like real tangible things to agents. And I think that's probably what I'm still most excited about. Yeah. I knew that that's one thing that drew me to you. Right. I mean, I am a big believer of everywhere you go, there you are. So, right. So the conversation you and I had was to me, a broker is a broker. Like I'm going to run my business the way that I want to run my business. At least this is how I personally work. I work better alone. I want to just be in front of my computer, brainstorming with myself, dissecting stuff and then implementing, which is great. I I mean, I've gotten to the point where I am now because of that. Um, And I think what I've learned is that's a rare thing in our industry. Mm -hmm. Rare because most people do thrive in a community. Rare because most people look to their brokerage for that guidance and that support, which I do think a brokerage has a place for guidance and support. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I think what I learned in this past year is that who we surround ourselves with is incredibly important. And for me personally, I'm looking for people who are doing business the way that I want to do business. And for me, that is streamlining processes so that I'm not killing myself every single day because this industry will do that easily. Um, and, and putting myself in a position where I can make more money and do less work. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, if I'm being perfectly honest and, and I can do that through delegating tasks and being super strategic with my time and making sure what I am doing is efficient, which is why I'm super excited to be with EXP, um, and with your network, because I will say in the last two weeks of just having conversations between, um, Dave and Chris and even Trevor, it's like, I also set up a show showing me account, right? Because I was paying a, a um, showing agent and spending a ton of money doing that. So even that alone is saving me thousands of dollars for 2024. Um, so I'm super excited for that. And, and my expectation is just what you're saying is to put myself in rooms where I can have my business pulled apart and, challenge in ways to be like, no, you can actually do this a better way. Because up until this point, I've just been kind of winging it to be perfectly yeah. honest. And I've made some mistakes and I learned quickly. So that's the good news. But, you know, as Fred and I were growing our business, I'd always find like about twice a year, we'd go to an event and listen to people, whether like talk on stage or in a smaller room. Um, and what would happen is we'd take some ideas down and we'd go home and we'd implement it. And we'd look up like six months later, like, oh my God, look how much we moved because of this, these two things that we did implement or these mm-hmm. three things or even just this one thing. And we'd go back and kind of do it all over again. And the reality is there's a time and place for like, let me be alone in front of my computer and let me do this. And then there's like, I got to get back to hearing other people. Maybe, maybe I'm listening passively right. or... I'm actually getting some more one-on-one or small group conversations where we're really digging into what I'm doing. That's so valuable. Like, at least for me, that's where my business has always taken the biggest leaps is when I've gone, got some ideas, then had a chance to go back and implement. And then I get to go back to the ideas and then I go back to implement. And I think it's super important to do both. Most people I notice tend to do one or the other Mm -hmm. and they just don't work. It's kind of like one of my favorite podcasters says that's, it's necessary, but it's not sufficient. Like 
you gotta, you have to have both. You can't just have one, both, both pieces are necessary, but they're not sufficient alone. Right. And so that's why I'm so passionate about building the community is because I believe you said something earlier that made me think of something I say a lot, which is the reason I host so many masterminds, whether it's like the little lunch mastermind or like what you came to in Salt Lake is because I have a belief. If you just put smart people in a room together, kind of toss the ball up in the air, like really good stuff happens. Yeah. You just got to let smart people be smart. Right. Well, and that stuff is so valuable. All the stuff that, that I've been a part of for you, but that idea of, ideation to implementation to your point people do one or the other like there have been plenty of times it's like you know where i've been in front of a room teaching where i see someone scri- scribbling notes and it's like they've been to classes they scribble notes are they doing anything and then there's some yeah. like are they taking anything are they actually implementing like and then there's been times where someone's like you know leaning here not doing anything and then it's like what are you guys getting from this? If you're just coming in, passively listening is fine. Maybe you'll get an idea and it'll slowly sure. implement. I think a lot of what happens in our business is you go to something, you scribble the notes, you're enthusiastic about it, you get back <laughs> and you start thinking about the implementation and it's too, it's too macro. It's yeah, too big. You get stuck. Like yeah. to get from, to get from here to here, I got to do all this. And so you get stuck because you just defeat yourself. You you present yourself with a limiting belief mm-hmm. or like what I've had to do myself in my personal practice is, is really dig deep into incrementalism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, if I teach my methodologies, I teach what my marketing mix, what my system is to agents. I always tell them like, don't think you have to take this and do this whole thing. You know, I may have 15 things that I do. Those 15 things have been developed over the 12 years I've been sure. in business. Right. I didn't do all of them now. Right. And I think that's where agents, especially the competitive nature, where literally this business is like, we re-rank ourselves. Hey, how many homes you sell? How many mm-hmm. sides you do? Mm-hmm. You know, what's your volume? Like, or you can look someone up really <laughs> is easily. Is that what right? we sound like? Yeah. The, the bros. <laughs> what the real estate bros. Yeah, that's like definitely that. what yeah. you sound like, Angela. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially right now, <laughs> yeah. right? With my smoky voice. Smoky. Yeah, smoky. <laughs> smoky. I, um, there used to be smoky. Right? Now there's yeah. smoky voice. Yeah. Um, but, but I think you get trapped in this, like, it's too overwhelming. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's really important to go, hey, look, I'm in this business for the long run. I've got four ideas I want to implement this year. So I'm going to do one a quarter. Right. right. How do you break it down? And like mm-hmm. you eat an elephant one bite at a time. And I think people, they're so, so used to comparing <laughs> themselves visual. to others. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you eat the elephant one bite at a time. Um, and so you, you, you just break it apart and yeah. you just chomp on a little bit today and a little bit tomorrow. But like you have to have a plan. Mm-hmm. You have to have structure. You have to implement. And like the only person that's going to give you a plan and structure and help you implement is you. Is you? Yeah. you can have accountability yeah. partners. Sure. And that's what I think this network of agents <clears throat> is really good at. But also like you see these people moving and shaking and you're not moving and shaking. Like, yeah. what am I doing here? Right. Like you, ha- you have to actually do the work yep. and go into seminars or being the agent that goes on all the real estate tours and gets the free lunches, but you're not doing real estate, like right. do real estate. Yeah. And they may be going to. That's how we make money that's at the end of money. the day, right? Like that's yeah. how I break down my day. I'm like, what are my money making yes. activities? That's where I'm going to spend my time. Huge. Everything yeah. else is kind of second, mm-hmm. you know? So, okay. So 2024 for me, I'm super excited. Um, not only to be joining EXP, which I'll be perfectly honest, didn't think I would ever be here. I remember I've told you, Kevin, a couple times, like I'm never moving. Yeah. And it just got to the point too, where I was just like, okay, I do my business a little bit differently. How do people 
And I'm a big believer of you want to find people who are doing the business, running their business the way that you are and align yourselves with that. So I appreciate you connecting me with Chris because I will say Chris and I, um, Chris runs a business that I want to run. And so he's been a valuable resource and I'm sure I'll talk to him at one point on this podcast too. Um, so I'm super excited for that and how I can just, again, break down my business, become more effective and efficient and, um, and make more money. Um, also super excited about this podcast. So this has kind of become its own thing and we officially are launching the podcast this year, um, has the name ponder box, which I'm super excited about. It will have our first, um, actual recording on the 24th of January. And so it's a completely different format. I'll be putting my guests in very, um, uncomfortable situations, maybe uncomfortable for them because they just don't know what they're going to be walking into, which I love. So that's super exciting. And, um, one thing that I've learned too, in this business is I'm really good at creating the things that I want. And so one thing I realized, um, probably about six months ago is I didn't have at that time a network of agents who were producing number one and who were open to just being open to collaborating and supporting and helping and growing. And so, um, Justin Volpone, my preferred lender, and I started a mastermind group called the round table. We meet once a month and literally just sit down at a table, eat lunch, and just kind of like your masterminds, to be honest, um, just talk about business, what's working, what isn't working, what are you working on now? And literally just hash it out and dissect it. So super excited for that group and what we do this year. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. Super so excited for the industry this year. I think 2023 for what, for what I know, like it, it, that was more a mental year. Like mm. what do you have in you to keep pushing and get out of your funk? Because the quicker you get out of it, the better off you are. So that's what I learned in 2023 is the mental challenge, which I personally love that. So I'm excited that hopefully 2024 will reward those of us that yeah. put in the work during that grind. So it definitely will. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put in the work and like, yeah, pulled yourself out. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's easy. It's easy to get pulled into the negative spin mm -hmm. or any, or the positive spin yep. of any industry. If you're just ingrained and you're in your echo chamber, like it just, you can really bunker or you can get on these false highs. And so yep. that mindset work and making sure that you're staying grounded and making sure that like you're not too grounded, you're not too bunkered, like pull mm -hmm. yourself up. It's yep. okay. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people just kind of like, gave up there's like oh, yeah yeah rates just, are high rates are high the market yeah. just sucks and so like mm -hmm. of course you're to me mindset is throwing out in front of me what i want to accomplish so if i'm throwing negative energy out in front of me like i'm going to stumble upon negativity right if i'm throwing positivity positivity out in front of me i'm going to stumble on positivity mm -hmm. you know i'm throwing neutrality out like i'm just going to kind of stay the same yeah in 2023 for me was a little bit of like a mix of all of it. Mm -hmm. And so I think what I got was just neutrality. Yeah. And it and it put in a sharp contrast that I need to be making changes in my business and how I'm approaching it, which kind of opened the door to yeah. further conversation. I literally like we hadn't had lunch in a while and I was and, and one yeah. of us was like, dude, let's go to lunch. And we sat down and I think one of the first things I said he was like, Bro, tell me about EXP. Let's go. Yeah. Like, you totally I'm caught me off guard. I'm opening the door. Yeah, because like, he's, totally yeah, he's never like, you know, yeah. he's never been like, bro, let me tell you about the model or like whatever. Like, I, I was like, dude, tell me about it. 
Like I'm open. I'm opening the yeah. door for you, sir. And so he's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. He was ready for it. But it, but it was also like, yeah. because I was ready for it. Yeah. And I had finally come to a conclusion that like, dude, the way I'm doing this is not, it's not the way I want to be doing it. Yeah. I don't feel great about my approach to the business. Anymore. Something though that I'll say about both of you is you were both brave enough to go, I think I need a change and I'm going to say something about it and actually, and actually explore this. Cause I think a lot of people, I don't think I know psychologically people get locked into, I made this decision. I'm a so-and-so agent, right? And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, this company agent or I'm a, this type of agent. And there's this identity that we build up that we're that. And not only that, not just to ourselves, but we think because we're so focused on ourselves, we think that's what everybody else thinks about us too. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, I'm going to have to, ch if I change, I can't change because then the people at the soccer field are going to be like, you change companies. What's wrong? Were you wrong yeah. about that other company? Mm -hmm. Where you have to change the magnet on your car if you're old school or, or, <laughs> or whatever, right? Full wrap. But the, the, when in reality is neither one of you made a wrong decision about the company you were at. You guys were both made the right decision mm -hmm. at that time. And it's just no longer the right decision for you. Right. Like you, people change, people evolve, companies change and companies evolve. And, but a lot of people are too afraid though, because they're worried about their perception and their identity of I'm a, I'm a this agent mm -hmm. and therefore I need to stay that even though it's actually no longer providing me value. Yeah. That's such a good point. I mean, I am a big believer that the consumer, so our clients, like if I were to call them and be like, what brokerage am I at? They would have no idea. Right. So, funny <laughs> and story, they also don't care. Funny story about mm -hmm. that. One of my good friends, he's he, somebody we brought over to EXP in like 2018 they literally do a couple thousand transactions a year. So big, like they're a big deal. Um, they have some clients that are like, bring them a hundred plus listings a year. And um, they called one of them. They were at Remax at the time. They'd been with Remax for 30 years at the time because the, the kids bought the business from the dad. So it'd been 30 plus years. And they go, wait, you're still with Remax? When they were called them to tell them they were going to move to EXP so to see if it was going to be a problem. Yeah. They're like, wait, you're still at Remax? So they had it built up in their head that it was this big deal. Here it is. They're like most important client. And they didn't even they didn't know even what know. brokerage they were at. Yeah. And it's like, we all think it's this big deal. No. And it's, it's just, we're, it's us. We're the yeah. relationships. Right. That's where the business mm -hmm. really is. It's not the brokerage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Never has been. Never, never has. Be. Yeah, I agree. And I think that that's the biggest thing, right? Is like, like you said, we were where we were because it served a purpose and to be able to say, okay, I need something different. Again, it's not bad. It's just different. And People think that means they're, they're wrong or something like it's going to make them wrong when in reality, it just, to me, it actually shows that they're brave and willingness to go. I wasn't wrong then, but I might currently be choosing the wrong thing. Yeah. And if I want to get better or bigger, like I love that you admitted you would like to make more money in less time. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. That's probably what everybody's after if they're willing to admit it. Mm -hmm. You were you were willing to say it out loud, and I love that because most people aren't willing to say that. But the reality is, is probably 99% of people want that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it just kind of, I would say probably the last six months, I'm like, what's the bigger picture here? Yeah. Because I'm not going to be selling real estate actively for the next 20 years. So how can I put myself in a position where I'm making more money, working less, because I have four kids, right? Um, and also looking at the bigger picture of how can I actually grow a business that can function if I choose to go out of town for a week 
because to be perfectly honest, my business, the way that it runs now, it would be okay for a couple days, but like me subconsciously, I would not feel like I'd be making money if I wasn't actually working. Yeah. And maybe that's something we can dive into this year. But, um, that was my thing is like, what's the end game here and how do I get there? Because this isn't this deal to deal grinding every year, starting over at zero, you know, January one, that's great, but that's going to fizzle. So my, my buddy Curtis likes to say the problem with real estate agents, like they don't actually think about that until mm-hmm. they're 60 or 70. Mm-hmm. And that's why agents never retire. They just expire. <laughs> like <laughs> it's so true. It's sad, but tr- it's funny because it's true. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting when you're talking about like these big decisions, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the, there's so many agents that look at their businesses and they go, they go, it's not, I'm not getting what I want out of this, right? We talk, we all talk to agents like that all mm-hmm. the time. But to your point, like you're assigning where you are and who you are fuels your ego. And you're like, okay, like I'm, this is who I am as an agent. I know it's not filling me right now, but I'm so, my ego is so attached to this thing that I'm just going to keep going. I'm not going to look outside. And one of the key things that Chris Bauer said to me, I love looking at things through this lens now. And this is just a couple of weeks ago. I, we were talking, we were breaking my business down. Dave Z, Chris and I were in my conference room breaking my business down. Like literally right there, I found tens of thousands of dollars in savings. And the way I'd been looking at something and the way I'd been looking at this decision, like, man, I really like, I really respect these people I work with. I don't want to like make any changes there. And Chris is like, dude, if, if you were, you're the CEO of this company. And if you were sitting in the room with your board of directors and you said, I know this isn't working, but I love this person and I want to let him go. What would the board of directors tell you? Board of directors say, dude, you got to let him go. I know you love him, but you got to let him go. Mm-hmm. It's like, so as an agent, we're the CEO of our own business. But if we pull ourselves one step up and go, no, 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 let, let me pretend that I report to a board of directors. What does that board of directors say? That's given me so, so much clarity in my decision making. And it's like, whoa, that's that next level of kind of thinking with, okay, breaking down our business and making sure that we are not driving our business straight from ego, straight from identity, straight from like who we think we are in the business. Pull yourself one step up. You've got a board of directors that you're, that you're reporting to. Now, what does that decision look like? It changes the entire lens through which I've been looking mm-hmm. at things. It's really cool. So like as we evolve, yeah. you know, looking at it that way, it's just been like super impactful. For my yeah, business. it removes the emotion. It does. Like- yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make the actual call any different. Right. Of course. But it removes the like, okay, love is one thing. Productivity and action and forward momentum and movement in my business is another. Right. Yeah. It takes that emotional component out of it. Yeah. I love that. I think if, um, I think if we can figure out a way to build a network of high emotional intelligence, because what we do is so much of that, in my opinion, because any self-limiting belief comes from us, which will trickle into our business with the high level of business and like blend that, like that's the secret. Mm -hmm. And I feel like not a lot of brokerages have that. Mm -hmm. It's either one or the other, mostly just maybe the business side, not a lot of like the EQ that I know I incorporate in my life on a daily basis. The thing is a brokerage can't have that because a brokerage is just an entity and in our case, it's like a clearinghouse. Mm-hmm. It's people that have that. Yeah. It's a community or a network. And that's so that's the problem is when everything in the old brokerage model, 
that's it's kind of set up as like the brokerage is supposed to have it, but it's literally impossible for a brokerage to do it because mm-hmm. it's there to serve more of a checks and balances type of thing. Yeah. And let's say you have a great broker owner. That's awesome, but that can only go so far. And they might have one or two great employees. So cool. Now it goes a little bit farther, but it really can't spread out. Whereas like if you get into a great network of people, whether, and I'm just not just saying, Hey, pro EXP, I'm saying you might have a network of people out, you know, outside of the industry even, but when you get into a network of people, they can multiply to an infinite number. And so you can actually take those really valuable things like that you just mentioned and you can, you actually can scale that. Yeah. You can scale having EQ, you can scale teaching skills, you can scale making hard business decisions that are the right thing to do because you have more people. So like what Chris has taught you as an example, he's taught the 10 or 20 other people and they can all go teach the 10 or 20 other people and they can all go teach. You know what I mean? It's, it's literally infinite. Yeah. Super. I love that. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap it up? I think I'm good. We covered a lot yeah, of topics. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. This so. is great. Well, I, I can't, I, I don't know if I'm set up for May or June, but I can't wait to find out what we're doing oh, on Ponderbox next time. You're May. In May. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. That was easy. We're, we're filled through May. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you're looking for even more valuable content and resources to help you grow your business, then we invite you to join our community, Next Level Agents at eXp Realty. By joining us, you'll gain access to exclusive benefits like live trainings, events, masterminds, weekly Zooms, digital downloads, and so much more, all designed to help you grow your business. To learn more and become a part of our community, simply visit kevinandfred.com forward slash contact and get in touch with us today. Of course, if you're not quite ready to take the plunge and join our community, that's no problem at all. You can still access all of our great content for free right here on this podcast. And again, we thank you for listening. We look forward to continuing to bring you valuable insights and more advice in the future.